Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in our respective home states from the WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron, the whole five-man wrecking crew's here. First and foremost, Dr. M has managed to stay out of the hole. He's going to podcast with us today. Dr. M, welcome. This is great. Four in a row for you. Yeah, this is uh, unheard of, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> we, we need a new nickname for you now because the, the division's called the Women's Division. And the ladies are called superstars, not divas anymore. So what do you want us to call you as an expert of women's wrestling? Um that's a great question. Why don't give me let me let me think about that throughout the podcast and maybe we'll come up with one at the end. All right. Sounds great. Um, Mr. Two James, how you feeling, buddy? Yo, yo. You know, if we change his name to something else, we also have to change uh, total divas as well. Well, I feel like they're not going to do that, sadly, but I, I agree with you. Did you we, – we can get well, – actually, let's just talk about it now real quick. Did you know they're changing the cast a little bit for the next season? Yes, sir. I've heard uh, Eva Mendez is, is gone and um, – Rosa Mendez. Rosa Mendez. <laughs> uh, Eva Marie needs to stay forever in my heart. I, I agree. Uh, who else is leaving? Somebody else. Alicia oh. Fox is gone. Alicia Fox. Yeah, that's the other one I was a little bit surprised at. I actually liked her. The Bellas are uh, sticking around on it in some capacity, but um, we're getting Lana. <laughs> we're getting Maurice, which, oh my gosh, Dr. M, that's like your favorite ever. I do enjoy me some Maurice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then... um. Uh, Renee Young, which I'm very excited for. I really like her. And that means we get more Dean Ambrose awkwardness on the show, which is great, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, Mr. Silly Sellis, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Good to be back at home, but still miss you guys. We had an awesome time this weekend. So, we really uh, do. You know, ready to be back on the podcast, I guess. And uh, Mr. D. Wayne, you're like me. We're still trying to get our voices back from Texas. How How's yours yeah. holding up? Um, it's, it's coming along, you know. Um, my voice not be, might not be totally there yet, but uh, I am excited because I am going to Battleground well, yeah, in July. All you guys except for Dr. M and I get to go to Battleground. I'm very, very jealous. They have um, it's either Extreme Rules or Paybacks coming up in Chicago, and like now you guys are making me feel like I need to go to another show. But Oh, no. this is going? Yep, I'm going. Yeah, those guys are all going, man. And that's at the Verizon Center in DC, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, and what's that's in May or June? July, actually. July. So it's after Money July in the Bank, 24th. but before SummerSlam. And two chains, you're going to be heading up to Brooklyn um, in August. Yep. And you're going to do you're going to do Takeover. Are you going to try and get secondary market tickets for SummerSlam, or are you going to skip out on it? As of right now, it's like I'm going to skip on it. I just looked today because I didn't even know that they released their general public tickets today. Yeah. And nothing was coming up. 
Yeah, they, SummerSlam? they sold out. Yeah. No, it, it, it sold out in like six minutes. Yeah, they sold out. I didn't even know it was today. Wow. Well, yeah, they had like a pre-sale. Like, I want to say it was on like over the weekend of Mania or the weekend before that maybe. That, it, that did not go good. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I wasn't a huge fan of last year's SummerSlam. So if I was in your shoes, I'd just go to NXT. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. I'm... I wish I lived on the East Coast. You guys seem like you have a lot more opportunities out there than I do here in the Midwest. Um, well, you guys, let's talk about Raw a little bit. For the folks who want to hear our thoughts about the Dallas weekend, we put three podcasts out when we were in Dallas together. We recorded those from um, these four gentlemen's hotel room because my wife didn't want us recording in my room. Um, we re- reviewed NXT TakeOver Dallas, which we all attended, and it was tremendous. We reviewed day two of Supercard of Honor 10 from Ring of Honor, which we attended, and it was also tremendous. And we reviewed WrestleMania 32, which we attended, and was, for the better part of it, tremendous. It was a very long, a long day at the office. Well, you'll hear about that if you listen to that episode. But Raw saw the debut of several NXT talents. Um, We had Enzo and Cass come out, cut a promo on the Dudleys. We had Baron Corbin make his official Raw debut after winning the uh, Battle Royal at WrestleMania in very surprising fashion. And we had Apollo Crews make his debut, which I felt would lacked a lot of hype. Um, I, that was the one I was most disappointed in. I feel like Apollo deserves more. And maybe, that's, maybe it's going to be just kind of a slow build type of thing, but I don't know. That was the one I was most surprised about. I did not see him coming to the main roster this soon. And that's the one I did not like at all. This actually, I seen it happening. I've been saying he. I was saying that the NST show, whoever sitting next to me, I was saying he is definitely a good fit for the Andre the Giant Memorial because yep, it's just he did, to the part where that. you know he's not going to get no, he's not going to get a push in NXT, and he shouldn't even. He didn't really need a push in NXT because he was kind of already established as um, a good wrestler, and it was just before time where he just needed to. Maybe they just need to work on his gimmick some and, you know, get him accustomed to the WWE life and facilities and all that. But I, by no means, I seen him staying on NXT and all. So I kept thinking to myself, like, who could be a good person for NXT to come up for the Andre the Giant Memorial? And I, I thought it was him. So I immediately was thinking that he could be main roster ready at any point. Mm-hmm. So I remember a long time ago when we asked that question about Versace and Valor who was going to come up from NXT. And I said Apollo Crews at the WrestleMania. And so I wasn't surprised that he came up, but I was surprised at the lack of hype. And it's just like they just put him right there, you know, to introduce somebody, to call somebody from NXT. And I didn't like that. I didn't either. Um, But the match itself, it showed off what he's, what he, a preview of what he can be capable of on the main roster. So I mean, I'm intrigued of how they want to use him. Again, I do think it's going to be a slow build up. I hope, and I hope he doesn't get the the Neville treatment. That's what I'm afraid of. And because I, I think that he can be more marketable than Neville because he's athletic and he has power, but. My gut feeling is that he is going to get that Neville treatment, and I'm going to hate it. Yep. Well, now he's just kind of right now playing the part of like, hey, I'm a babyface who's happy to be here. I want to see some intensity out of him, man. 
Like, he's so talented. I mean, WWE gets criticized all the time, you know, with the exception of The Rock, who considers himself Samoan first and foremost. This guy has all the makings of the first um, African-American WWE champion that they've ever had. Like, he's he's that good, and it was weird for me to have him be called up. Not that he's not great now, but I wish they would have let him get a little more sizzling NXT and really build him up. I think he could have had... You know, as, as good of a baby face as he is, as much as we like him, I would almost prefer him to be a heel. Uh, he's too he's too baby facious. He's just a natural good guy to be a heel. Like, I mean, yeah. even Kofi Kingston, when you look at him being a heel when he was with the New Day, he still was that happy guy as a heel. He needed two other people to solidify him to be that heel role. Yeah. And the reason why I don't like it is, you know, like you say, he needed a little bit more sizzle. But it's two things that knock me from, you know, Apollo Crews right now. He can't talk and he can't carry a food, uh, excuse me, a feud right now. And I think, like D. Wayne said, if you give him the Neville treatment, yeah, he'll be great for spots. He'll be great for, you know, doing some power moves. But what kind of feud can you match him up with, maybe on a mid-card feud or a mid-level feud, that can solidify him that you'll get to like his story? And when we saw him at NXT TakeOver for the pre-show, you know, Elias Sampson did a good job carrying that storytelling match a little bit. But the reason why you couldn't sell on it, because there was no feud prior to the match. Um, so like that, that's why I'm just thing, really skeptical yeah. on that part. Yeah. Well, I guess, okay, well, so we've gotten our thoughts out there about Apollo Crews. Um, I thought Enzo and Cass looked great. Um I think the Dudleys are a nice spot for them to start out on because obviously the crowd's going to cheer Enzo and Cass even if they don't know them that well yet. And the promo had just great intensity. Um, I hope the match work rate, you know, they were starting to get a, quite a bit better in recent tag matches, but to be fair, they were working with great teams like the Revival. You know, they had that great match in um, in Toronto at Roblox. Um, Dr. M, you know, assuming that Enzo and Cass kind of roll through the Dudleys here, in the next pay-per-view or two, where do you see them kind of going? And do we see a matchup with New Day at any point soon? Well, I definitely see them getting pushed into the title picture sooner rather than later. Uh, you, I think you have to do that. Enzo and Cass are by far, if not the most popular team in WWE right now, one of them. And I, I agree. I think starting them out with the Dudleys is a good move because, you know, Bubba and Devon can you know, be those natural heels to really help Enzo and Cass get over. But um, I think I think it's important with Enzo and Cass to kind of strike while the iron is hot here and, you know, have them go over the Dudleys, I think, fairly quickly after a decent feud. But then maybe around SummerSlam time, they need to be in the title picture. I think WWE has to capitalize on them while they're hot. Well, and they're going to be in New York. You know, that's that's going to be just another notch in the belt right there because they're both from New York. Right. Well, Enzo might be from, like, the Jersey area, but same difference. Shout out to Salisbury, though. Uh, yeah. That's your area, your neck of the woods, uh, two chains. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of. Just go yeah, down the street, down the street, yeah. Was anybody surprised you know, my, that Carmella? My, my thing is, I have a concern. Like, I love their pop, the pop they got, but my concern is, What's going to happen with them when Bulletproof um, comes on on the main roster? I don't I, think you have to not worry not about that, that anytime soon. But I say not just that. Bulletproof not even here yet, and we know they're coming at some point. But the Bob Dylan's just came up on SmackDown. Yeah. Yep. Um. So 
I don't like that debut, by the way, either, because it didn't really work out well for Tyler Breeze. Right. So you, I mean, everything about them pretty much say it could apply to the Vault Villains if, if, you know, if you followed them and you felt that way about them. So I just feel like it's just so, I think they're just trying to solidify the tag team division right now. I don't think nobody's immediately going to get the top push. I think they're just trying to say, okay. I think we got the women's division on lock now. Let's see what we can do with this tag team division. That's a great point. There's nobody really strong in the tag team division. The new days mm-hmm. is over, and that just take, kind of takes them out the picture because they're not over enough to carry a whole division. What's the thing is, New Day is such an attraction. You need to have you need to build up new teams for them to work with because they don't beat everyone already. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't, honestly, I listened to an interview with Balor um, over the. You know, since I've gotten back, that was recorded, I believe, in Dallas or just before. And he was talking about, you know, I want to get called up. I want to be on WrestleMania. That's why I came to America. But I'm in no hurry. I'm carrying the NXT brand. And every day I'm here, I get better. And every day I'm here, it just builds up the anticipation for when I do finally make that jump. Like, I would say it would be a crime if he's not on WrestleMania 33. But, heck, man, there's enough storyline going, you know, with... AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, and you know all these other guys that'll be coming back soon. You might not even need Balor till the fall or the winter. You really might not, as much as we all want that, because there's a lot of work that he can still do with guys like Nakamura. Um, I was gonna say Baron Corbin as a top heel down in NXT, but obviously not that anymore. But I think it could be a while still. I really do. I do too, and it's um, <clears throat> it's kind of a double edged sword in in some ways because. On the one hand, I I wasn't I'm not exactly thrilled with some of the call ups. Like I agree with you guys. I don't I don't I'm perplexed, I'll say that, by Apollo Cruz's call up. And honestly, I just don't see the potential in the vaudevillains. Like they they were a fun NXT act, but I just don't see them working on the main roster. But at the same time though, how often have we talked about these injuries? So yeah, Vince does need to call a bunch of people up. <laughs> uh, well, and I think they need some some other tag teams to put you know more main tag teams over. Like I look right. at the Vaude villains like we look at the Ascension now, and I think it's going to be very clear very soon that they're there to put people over. Yeah, they're yeah. a great act, so, like you said, but still. So what about uh, what do they call it now? The Cologne of the Golden Primo. Oh, what a great promo package, by the way. Yeah, I've completely forgot about that. Like, I guess their whole gimmick is that Puerto Rico's better than America. <laughs> You know what? I really, I really hope this this repackaging works because this is about the eighth time that he's <laughs> yeah. been repackaged. Legitimately, and, it's the third time because they were the Colognes, oh yeah. and then well, were the Colognes Carlito and Primo, and then they kind of wedged Epico in there when Carlito left. Am I remembering this right? right? Yeah, that, that's how it happened because Carlito's by himself. Then he had. Uh, Primo underneath him, that Epico slid in there right at the yeah. end before Carlito left. So it wasn't really a stable per se. You knew they were related and they knew they were connected, but they never really interacted as a group of three. Well, you have them, and then they were the Los Matadores, and now this. And I, I, they're such great workers that they definitely right. can be part of that spot. And what a great foil for the New Day if they can bring them up soon. Whoa, wait a minute. You said it was the Los Matadores. Yeah. Yeah, you don't remember that? Primo and Epico hey. are Los Matadores. I- Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so that 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 whole gimmick is done. Yeah. Oh, it was done. It it, it started out great, but I think they ended done. it when they turned on um, what's the little bull guy? Um, uh, El Torito. Right. 
That's right. Yeah. Remember El Torito and Hardswoggle had the tables, ladders, and chair match? That was awesome. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they annihilated each other. Just just back to Dr. Evans' comment, though. Um, I like the fall villains. I thought they was good. I, I like them, too. They oh, I like the them. And they, they faded to black. Well, that's the oh. thing. The writing's on the wall. Yeah, no, I like them a lot. But his own cast never had the titles. Mm-mm. So, what makes them more of a ready, a ready tag team than the Vault Villains who have been decorated and carried the division in NXT for a while? And both their gimmicks are in limbo, if you ask me. Well, for sure. I think the difference is that Enzo and Cass are super over, and their gimmick just puts them in more of a position to get over with like a main mainstream audience, whereas like the Vaude Villains are a very niche act, which I love. I'm not saying anything negative against them, but you know they haven't been positioned the same way as Enzo and Cass. Um, I think I think I think what I'm I think what I'm getting at is when when we are referring to the word over, we're saying that there's these gimmicks are asking for crowd reactions. Yeah. Yeah. So, but nobody, nobody, I'm pretty sure nobody, but maybe probably me on a really, really, really like whatever type of day will actually think that our truth is over. Oh, I think you know? he is. Because I think most casual fans recognize him and get into him live. But I, I agree with you. never survive a day in Chicago. You're not wrong. This is my issue with is a cast. I think they can put on a clinic inside the ring, but that gimmick is not going to work in every arena. And that is a big concern to my and and I, I do think the Dudleys is a good a good view to kind of maybe start them with, but I don't think it's fair to the Dudleys because that 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 promo that they try to cut against the Dudleys, man, if the old if the if the um the Dudley boys of old was allowed to unleash like they were, this would have been squashed day one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy to see how they, how, the type of roles they had to do to put somebody over, you know? Well, that's but, but let me kind of why they're there now is to put younger guys over. Let me ask you this, though. Do you see Enzo and Cass like being like a new version of, and I hate always saying I'm calling New Age Outlaws. 2.0, 2.0. New Age Outlaws, exactly. 2.0. Yeah. And they carried themselves a long time. Look at the road, though. I mean, you could say the Road Dog was, and I love the Road Dog growing up. He was never one of the best wrestlers, but his mouthpiece no. allowed him to have not only a tag team title, it was an Intercontinental title at one point. He even had a great match against The Rock at one point for the WWE title or WWF title. Why do I remember he that? He also was a hardcore champion. So this guy got around because his mouthpiece let him over, and 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 if he's over with the crowd because he has some good catchphrases, he can get some you know some responses. He'll find his way to still be there. Now I think. You know, Enzo can be that that new road dog, and then of course Kaz can be that new Billy Gunn because Billy Gunn even had some singles runs that was great on his aspect. So I, I, I really see them as a 2.0. Not at all. Big Cass without Enzo is nobody's favorite wrestler. Big Cass will turn into another Ryback attraction. Oh you think no, so? no, no, he'll be a star. Yeah, I think he'll be a star too. No way. Big Cass. Yeah. I'm gonna say this. Big Cass is what. The Mystic Man prototype. Seven foot oh, tall. No. You can't teach that. He said so in the promo. Yeah, and that promo only works because of who starts it. So, so, so a big cast was the only... I tell you what, if Enzo was ever to get hurt, that 
you won't see Big Cass on TV. Enzo could yeah, just as easily be his manager, disagree. though. I disagree. Yeah, I completely never, disagree. Yeah, I disagree. Never. Let's revisit I, I this think. in a month when they've had like a chance to get solid footing, and um, I I think you're going to be surprised. I really do. I, I like Bryce said he's a Vince McMahon prototype type of dude, but we know how those go. Batista, uh, Lashley, uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Adam Batista was the man back then. <laughs> Do you know that Batista also was in one of the greatest stables ever? And then after he went on his solo run, he quickly started fading easily. I think Batista was only in WWE for like maybe five, six years. That's longer to run at the top than most guys get, and he carried SmackDown pretty well for a while there. Yes, he did because he was a Vince guy. Of course, he had. Of course, he had the, the spotlight, but. Batista came back, and it did not work. Uh, it didn't. It, but by the end of it, dude, he was making it work. He was the best part of that relaunch of Evolution. And I, I think about his run with the title against John Cena going into WrestleMania 26. Like, that was the match, you know, not counting out the Shawn Michaels retirement. That was a great feud. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, when he would come out with no music and just the spotlight, that was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't think we see eye to eye with you on this one, but that's okay. Because I mean, one thing you did say was that his run was not very long, and he's really kind of petered out. You know, that return he said he was come back for two years, and it lasted what six months when he won the rumble. Yep. Yeah. So. So well, mark my words, big cast. If he ends up having to do a solo run, it won't go good, and that I think Enzo is the person who makes that stable work at that because um, the charisma, his personality, which by all means, he's really like that in person. <laughs> so They should and, bring Carmella up as part of uh, getting them over. I don't know why they didn't. I think she needs to stay there for the women's title in uh, NXT. That's why I think they want to hold her just a little bit longer. That is the so was she going to wrestle Asuka? That's not realistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the discussion right now. This is, this as a part of a stable, they definitely all work together. You, you now separating one person of the team. She's about to take a huge hit in NXT. I don't think so. This could be like a good launching point. I mean, I, I would compare her be on the same level as Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she definitely can't, you know, be on Asuka's level, but I think she is more than capable of holding her own, and she's yeah. shown that. Yeah. Even that Bailey match wasn't a bad match that she had with her. Can I, can, can by, I, by, by all means, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be funny, but you got to think that Bailey's the best wrestler, uh, NST women's wrestler. I'm sure she makes everybody look good. Yeah, she made Eva. I don't think she made Eva look that good. Really, I like that. I like that match. <laughs> I don't agree. I like I that match. Let me ask you guys this: since we've kind of switched gears here, Oscar um, did win the title on Friday night at Takeover. You know, assuming that she keeps it and Bailey doesn't get it back again, however long they feud. Who's taking that title off of Asuka, realistically? I wouldn't be shocked if it was Nia Jax. That's what I was going to say, too. Nia Jax. I'm thinking the same thing. As a heel or as a babyface? Nia Jax is a heel. She cannot be anything but a heel. Okay, so let's say that she takes that title off of Asuka. Then who takes it off of her? I'm just saying, like, I think the women's division is, like, too deep because I don't count Dana Brooke. And it looks like Emma is on the main roster because wasn't she on... um, wasn't she on Raw or something, or did she work SmackDown or my? No, she was in the she ring on Raw, Raw, right? She was on Raw. She was on there. Yeah, and that whole that whole women's title presentation thing. 
Like oh. who, th- that women's division is getting a little thin in NXT. Yeah. And it used to be I the best thing about it. Like, yeah, they got a whole bunch of new ones in. I mean, even well, who, who was the female enough, winner of Tough Enough Girls are coming? Yeah, about to say Tough Enough Girls, yeah. Oh, that girl's nowhere near ready from the live reviews I've heard of her already, Sarah Lee. What? There's four of them that's, that's coming. Yeah, what, right? Do you think any yeah, of them would be ready to be in a position to be in like the title scene there, though? I don't. Yeah. Oscar had the title for a year, so I, I, I really think you, a year or 12 months is enough time to at least pull one or two girls up during that time part. Yeah, but yeah, so the one you. that has the MMA background should be, should be ready. Should, yep. should should de- definitely pose a uh, a quick run once she gets on. Because you was hot on her doing tough enough too, James. I you, was. you was behind her. Yeah. But Celis, did you mention um, Athena? Athena, no. Okay. Well, currently in NXT right now, um, and she's actually wrestled on TV tapings, but for some reason they haven't shown her matches. But Athena Reese um, is the truth. If you look at her stuff on YouTube, she she was big on the ND. She's in NXT now. I could easily see her being catapulted into the title picture once, you know, Bailey kind of moves on and um, once Asuka has had her run. She can carry a match very well by herself. She's very athletic. So I would I would point to her as maybe the next sort of big female in NXT. Well, if they're going to do something like that to get someone ready for Asuka... The, the prototype is what they did with Nakamura at TakeOver. You you have someone on their way out who has extreme credibility like Sami Zayn does. Just put him over. Like they created – not that Nakamura wasn't a star, but now he's a star in the WWE universe in a big way immediately. And they need to do something like that when Bailey's ready to go. Have her have you know a knockdown match, much like what we saw at TakeOver with you know Athena or whoever else they decide to bring up. Athena Reese is the um, Naomi Jr. Yeah. I was going to say yeah, Mickey James from her body type is like Mickey James. I am not familiar at all. I'm going to have to do some homework on that. I am not familiar. Like, I've heard the name, but I have no idea yet. I remember when she got signed, but then I forgot, you know. Yeah, I remember that like, too. Like uh, Dr. M said, she's been hot hitting a little bit. She's been on some matches or tapings, but her matches yeah. have been hitting and we haven't seen She them. is very good. Okay. Well, now, now I have a little more um, excitement about that whole division, so that's a good thing. Um, let's get back to Raw. So I don't understand, and I, I'm, I'm very excited to see Cesaro back, but I don't understand bringing him back to take Sami Zayn's place You know, with that whole injury angle they did from Kevin Owens, only to have him lose. Not that I'm not excited about AJ Styles being in the title picture, because I think there's great things ahead for what him and Roman Reigns can do with each other, but why have Cesaro come back just to lose? It was a test and tease at the same time. That's that was my initial thought. The initial thought was if you you know who it reminded me of when he came back. It reminded me of and and I'm not th- trying to throw it because it's my boy. It reminded me of what Mr. Kennedy was in that little five on five Denver versus L A match or whatever, and he was the hidden person to bring back to see what type of reaction he would bring, and that was going to start up his second push after he came back from injury. I think this was like a test to see what type of reaction Cesaro would have. Because Vince has always said he can't take Cesaro because he doesn't think the crowd can feed off of him. He don't think the crowd can carry him. And I think that's why he had that little new mini entrance to see, okay, let's tweak this gimmick a little bit and see if he comes out with this little suit and rip the suit off and wrestle. What, what would the fans react to it? Because they want to see what, what was going to happen. So after that, they can see, okay, this guy can probably contend. Let's give one little mini feud to see if we want to put him in the title picture with Roman, if Roman can succeed with this heel turn that they're trying to tease, but I'm not sold on. So, I guess I just wish, if that was the case, that some sort of natural feud could have kind of led from that match. But as it stands, 
Jericho's kind of on the out. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are doing their thing. It, I just feel like it didn't do much for Cesaro other than get him a pop with the, the crowd who obviously was going to pop for him. That's why I wasn't sold on this Raw because it seemed like, and it came to things, WWE said, okay, we're just going to try this and see what's going to happen. We're just going to try this because they already knew the crowd was going to be hot. The mm. last five years, the WrestleMania after Raw has always been the best, best crowds of the year. So it's like that's their peak point to see what type of big reaction they'll see. You're not going to see this next week because it's going to be a dead crowd wherever it is next week. If it's not in Chicago or New York following the WrestleMania, it's going to be a dead crowd with a whole bunch of kids and mixed reactions. So it's like it's, it's in Los Angeles. To... It's in L.A., so it actually might be all right. Mm-hmm. It's in the Staples Center. I'm not man. too sold on it. SummerSlam didn't even sell me as a great crowd for, uh, for L.A. And that's no shots to L.A. fans. It's just I'm just not sold on L.A. crowds. But you know what, I honest, like I agree that I think the problem with Cesaro's return was that, you're right, Aaron, there's no, there doesn't seem to be a natural feud that's coming out of it. But at the same time, I didn't have a big problem with him losing because I think in one sense this is accomplishing two goals. One being that it's building up the Cesaro section again because he had so much momentum yeah. before he got injured and... I think they need to build it back up again. So what better way to do that than to have him come out on the Raw after WrestleMania? But two, I, I agree with Celis that I think it is a tease, and I like that WWE seems to be doing this with multiple people now. Obviously, whenever Dean Ambrose gets a title match, we, we talk all the time about how he comes close but doesn't quite exactly. exactly. Now we have another guy in Cesaro who hasn't had nearly as many title matches, but how many legends and and fans have talked about his potential to be a world champion or at least a a solid main eventer. So to have him be on the main event of Raw after Mania and to put on a good show, uh, I think is the first of probably many teases in which Vince is kind of gauging to see, you know, can this guy do it? Well, and I think the even a more ultimate like mega version of that was AJ Styles becoming the number one contender to Roman Reigns world heavyweight championship like he's got nothing but phenomenal and that's a pun intended right there fellas reactions especially at wrestlemania he was super over with the crowd everyone knew who he was and i think vince has been taken aback since january at this reaction aj's getting um and i think you're going to see like you said another guy who's going to get close and get close and we're going to want it more and more every time when he gets close to that title but ain't no way anyone's taking that title off of Roman Reigns anytime soon. And I think this is all part. Agreed. I think AJ Styles is a cog in the grand scheme of getting Roman Reigns to turn heel. This whole, yeah. I'm not a bad guy and I'm not a good guy thing. I love it. I think it's I a really nice natural progression from the reaction he's been getting and especially the reaction that he got in Dallas. Uh, I just, uh, I, I really want to hope that I just can't – well, maybe I have to wait after the next one before I can get my review about Roman because, once again, he didn't talk much. And by him not talking much, it was great because everybody else came out with those interests covered up for him. Even Jericho, when he came out, when Jericho took the mic, he dominated that promo. He did. I need Roman <laughs> to do that. If you're a top, if you're a top guy and you want to be the best guy for WWE, I need you to dominate a promo. Even though I don't like John Cena, John Cena can dominate a promo. Yeah, but the thing is with Roman Reigns – if they build him up right, he doesn't need to say much. If he, if he build him up right, he doesn't need to say much. 
You know who? At all. But what top, what, what top guy have you known has never, ever said much? And I Brock, really Brock, Brock. Brock. <laughs> Thank you, T. James. But even Brock, Brock back in when he was in his first run, he still had to do some promos. He didn't have Paul Heyman always by his side to talk for him. Brock had to do some promos on his own. You know who should have Paul Heyman by their side is Roman Reigns. He should be a Paul Heyman guy. No, ew. Paul Heyman's put him over so much in his how he knows his family since that feud last year at Mania. Yeah. Brock's not going to be around for a while. Have him be a Paul Heyman guy. That would be amazing. I would love no. to see Paul Heyman's skills be put to the test with that one. Yeah. That is a SEAL Team 6 type of thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If he wasn't with Roman, I would actually, I actually would not mind seeing Paul Heyman with Apollo Crews. Oh, somebody said that. Uh, one of us tweeted that. That could be fun. I was just like, yes, yes. That could be that fun. That work. That. That's you know, the work. only thing with Apollo Crews, not to jump ship real quick, but you can't tuck his smile away. That's going to really hurt his heel. Right? It's like natural. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he smiles. He didn't even say it. Yeah. If the New Day wanted to become added a fourth member, I could see that being awesome. But they can't. They really shouldn't touch them at all. But, you know. Right. He's a good guy. Man. I think. I think at some point he's going to. They're going to. They're going to work something right with him. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm. I'm. I'm sold on this. This slow by slow Roman Reigns transition. And I think this slow transition is really going to make him better. I do too. What? Because you start to see his the heel antics. Slowly come out, slowly but surely. Because mm-hmm. even at the end of, even at the after he won the title, he kind of, it's like he teased the crowd a little bit. Said, "I love you too." If you read his lips. Uh huh. Hey, 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 Bryce. On, on, huh? on that note, what do you think is the overall determinant factor that just completely turns him heel? What's got? What's what has to happen? I have an answer for this if you don't, Dwayne. I do too. I do too. <laughs> the overall factor that's going to turn him heel. Because I, I don't Honestly, think it can't be a promo of mine. No, it's not a no, promo. No, it's, it's, not. it's not a promo. But you know the overall factor? Seth Rollins going babyface. If he comes back babyface and Roman Reigns just totally beats him up, that that's, that's, that's the sign to me. Could, he can go completely on AJ on me. He has to do that's one small thing. What I would say too. Can can is it possible on that on that Seth Rollins um, suggestion? Could is it possible to go heel on heel? I don't think. I see. Here's no. my thing. I don't think. I don't think Seth Rollins will come back as a heel though. I do. Be, because I, here's the thing. With here's the unique thing about a, a couple of wrestlers in in um the WWE. Um, the Big Show, John Cena, and Ronald Reigns seems to all be this type of guy that it doesn't matter how they're booked and what they're booked as. They can switch and flip-flop depending on crowd reactions or promos. And if they're not jobbing to somebody or um, the type of aggression, it doesn't matter how they was booked. They automatically can define who the other person was. So mm-hmm. if the Big Show comes out smiling... It's a clear indication that he's playing face today, but the person he went against is here. And at the end of the match, Big Show Man went heel, but the person he still beat up was still a heel. Give you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I guess Cena is clearly a face, but he's like, okay, crowd's not messing with me today. Fine, I'll just put on the clinic in the ring, and I can define like 
who I want this person to be, depending on the type of match I let him work with. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I, I don't think with Roman Reigns just being an onslaught of booze and, and so far uh, since he had the title, um, three arenas, because they said on SmackDown he didn't get a good reaction as well either. It seems to be that it doesn't matter. He's going to be booed, and it, it, it is just going to be that regardless. Mm-hmm. It's, he's going to be. It's my thing, and this is thing I'm kind of scared of. I feel like he's going to be booed until he really turns here, full fledged here. Yeah, and I think beating down AJ Styles could go exactly. along could go a long way to get that accomplished. I, I was thinking about the AJ Styles angle, but I think they're going to slowly. That's the angle's going to be slow. Yes. Yes. And and um, I think that they're not going to pull the trick on Flow Flage Hill on that angle. I think this is just one of the many moves to slowly get him that way. Honestly, I won't be surprised if I see him fully turn heel at SummerSlam. I think that's how long it might take. Huh. So, so uh, uh, Aaron and uh, Sellers, you was getting ready to say something more besides... Uh, something more with AJ Styles. It's like it something more y'all to get ready. Yep, kayfabe injure him. That that's his, that's the one way you do it. And let's say like let's say two weeks from now, let's let's say you're already trying to promote the match. What's it? Extreme Rules is next, right? Yeah. Let's say we promote Extreme Rules, and then you have something where they you know have a tag team match or something like that to try to have them touch but not touch. And then at the end of the match, it seemed like AJ got the win. Roman's about to walk away. He's like, nah, and I'll just turn around and just start beating him up. Maybe get a chair or something like that because it could be a chairist match and just hit him and put him in some type of submission hole where you can kayfabe injure him and that way you can play the storyline where AJ can't beat Roman because AJ's not 100% healthy because he's hurt. It's actually payback next, then Extreme Rules. It's payback's okay. in Chicago on May 1st. So, but as, as much as AJ is over, I don't think, for, number one, if AJ was, if this was to happen, this actually means that AJ would have to take a leave of absence and I think that's not... No, 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 Wise no. He doesn't right have to now. take a leave, leave of absence. He might miss one week of Raw because he's hurt. Then he'll come okay. back. But, you know, like that. But he'll have the bandage on. Like he got you know, rib hurt, his ribs yeah. are hurt or I like he has a bad like ankle or something like that. But like that way, that. you keep him as fresh as a face, a top face. He's yeah. still not touching the title yet. And you have him chase the title only because he's hurt. And that way, that's why he can't beat Roman. Could you? But I, I, got a, I got a real interesting theory. And I this. Here's my thing. I disagree. While that theory might work, I just kind of disagree. I don't think they they will go that route. I, I honestly see it and say they won't go that route. I just don't think they're going to bring AJ to give him the belt that quick. No way is a teenage guy. I know. They're not going to give him the belt. Roman Reigns is going to be him. Like I said, his heel turn is going to be slower than what you think. It's not going to be quick. That's why I say it won't be surprised. But it won't happen full flesh until SummerSlam. Because it's going to be so. I have a real interesting theory here. Um, number one, uh, this doesn't have nothing to do with my theory, but um, I want to I want to pluck your brains with something. What do you guys think about the Dudley's boys' um, uh, involvement with Roman Reigns? Again, from the SmackDown transcript, it looks like that they also um, are backstage calling Roman Reigns out, which was something that they did before, and they they did a job for Triple H. So, I'm still kind of curious what's their ultimate goal here. My you mean the Dudley Boys' ultimate goal or Dudley Boys in helping Roman? No, the Dudley Boys' ultimate goal. What's, what's, gotcha. what's their ultimate story? Like so, here's my thing. I, I, guess, I guess what I'm scared of is that Triple 
Triple H does a rematch. And I think that's what I'm scared of. And I think if the Dudley Boys keep being involved, I think it, that's the way it's going to go, Triple H with a rematch. So I'm kind of scared about that. Um, and if, there, and there, if, if there is ever a rematch between it, it's going to happen at Extreme Rules. So I'm kind of scared about that. But you know what? On that note, I just want to say that everybody, as far as Twitter reactions, everybody feels like if you lost your title, you deserve a rematch. And everybody's kind of wondering about Kevin Owens. Will he go after the IC title again? Which in this case, yes, he is. He should be granted a rematch. But I like his focus how he said Owens is a better thing. So I'm just wondering mm-hmm. what you said with that. I do wonder what exactly is going to happen with Triple H. But to my ultimate goal now, I'm going to go to Aaron on this one. AJ Styles, last time we seen AJ Styles take an onslaught where it put him in an injured position, a kayfabe injured position, wasn't in the WWE, but it actually happened in New Japan by the hands of who? The Elite? They beat him down on his way out. That's the last one I remember. Yeah. Wondering if we, I wonder if this storyline comes to America soon. In some, in some form, in some form. This. Are you referencing Bulletproof? Yes. Okay. I think, I think, as far as with these two, these two big characters right now, there's other assets that's sitting around that there's a lot of little storylines that could be implemented here. Not that I, not that I feel that you know any of these theories are concrete. But I'm wondering, do, is this a way to introduce him by uh, Adam Sellis' theory of him maybe taking an injury somehow or uh, the Dudley Boys in-game and Triple H's involvement again in this rematch? A lot of interesting story with, with it. So, so here's my thing, and I think that the but the whole bulletproof thing of injuring AJ Styles, if that was to happen, would only happen if Triple H involves a rematch, invokes a rematch. How do you think they get involved on that note? They interrupt the match and pay that? Wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't think you're going to see Triple H for a while. I don't think so either. Is, I hope is, I, I don't want to see the rematch. I'm hoping I do. Is yeah. everybody okay with that? Triple H knows when he needs to come to the ring and when he doesn't. That's why mm-hmm. I respect his 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 uh, his wrestling persona so much. He knows when he has to put somebody over. He knows when he needs to win, and he knows when he needs to leave. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I, I I respect it. Yeah, the authority needs to to duck away for a while. Do you agree with that though? Do you agree with him not not being involved in the story right now? Yes, because yeah, he does, he we started need, raw yeah. with them every week for how many months straight now. Once we get a break yeah. from them and they come back, they're going to be more effective heels because we're like we're going to be so glad that they were gone that when they come back, we're like, oh, man. Um, right. I, I think we have to honestly say that um, the authority is one of the best storylines overall. It's the one longest ones, too. Yeah, definitely one of the longest. But it's just, you can deal with it because, yes, he, 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 he's gone now from um, since WrestleMania, we'll say. And he'll come back in a couple months. And it'll be like he never lost. You know the, you know the terror that they're going to impose and some type of crazy stipulations and stuff like that. I can always get with it. So yeah, definitely props to my man Trips and his theory and in uh, uh, wrestling psychology for sure. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I just wanted just to, I was doing the title. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. I think they're going to make us wait long and hard for that, but I I would really like to see him win the title at some point later in the year. Not right now. It's too soon, but... What? I said, what's, what's the next thing? Payback. Payback. Chicago. Payback. Now, here's my thing, and I think that if they Not a bad it's idea. Too much, it's too hey. much title changes hands though. That's like. Nah, but then crazy. Roman keeps it for the. the but then Roman crazy. will keep it for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah man. Because look, if we if we're gonna say we don't want the title to switch your hands, then are y'all okay with Roman Reigns having the title for the whole year? Yes. No, well, have it for the whole year, but it's too soon to have him drop it now. I think Roman should like have it until WrestleMania thirty three. You know, to add what you were just saying, and the stream rules will most likely be a no DQ match. Could you imagine AJ Styles actually getting up from his fellow brothers? No. To, um, no. To help him go over? Nope. Could you no. imagine? No. Them, could you imagine at some point them turning on him and proclaiming a new leader? Like, <clears throat> like what happened with Kenny Omega to actually introduce... <laughs> No, that angle's not worldwide popular enough with casual fans to be effective. We would get it, but like little kids aren't going to get that, dude. Like the Balor Club needs to be about Finn Balor first and foremost, not about it. AJ's over. You don't need to use a stable to get him more over to throw back to a New Japan storyline. You just don't. No, I'm not saying get him over. I'm saying to introduce the character. And um, Bullet Club is like worldwide now. It is, but like they should... They should honestly debut against the heel Roman Reigns way down the line, like what Dwayne said. Build them, build Roman up to be this complete jerk of a heel that cannot lose, and then have the Balor Club come in. Maybe you even align Roman with like those, that Samoan faction I keep wanting, and just have those factions go to war. That's how you do it. I can sit here and tell you, I don't think Roman Reigns is, is going isn't going to be in any type of faction when he goes here. He's just going to be. A badass heel. And I, 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 I can just say I'm going to like it because I can see him really being a jerk. And then beating the crap out of everybody still being a jerk. Yep. Yep. It's, it's real simple. Yeah. It's, um, We've gone on about Roman Reigns far too long, which is funny because none of us were completely into his match at WrestleMania. Um, but we're very interested in where he's going now. I want to table the talk about the divas situation or i keep saying divas and i can't anymore the women's title situation seemingly natty is the next challenger based on what's going to happen on smackdown but let's let that play out i want to talk about zach Ryder. maybe we can save that for the three count on sunday but d wayne oh i love the zach Ryder talk yeah i do too uh d wayne you um had texted us and you wanted us to predict the top three main event matches at wrestlemania 33 a year out Three main event, or just the three matches that you can see on next year's card. Well, why don't you go first since this was your idea? So this is just my idea. 
honestly, I'm gonna go with something I said earlier like, this past weekend. I think your main event next year is probably gonna be Roman Reigns versus John Cena. I I think you're gonna see an AJ Styles versus Nakamura. And I won't be surprised if you see The Undertaker versus Kevin Owens. Or Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens. Okay. Those are three interesting good picks. What about you, Salas? Um, I just by him listening to him, I, I really couldn't say because it's, it's just too far out for me. You got too many injuries that's going to be coming back by that time. Oh, you know, come on. Give us something. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to the, give a second to John Cena, Roman Reigns. I can definitely see that. Um, this this is hard. This this is really hard. It's just hard for me to even think this far out because I have to think somebody's going to be a part timer coming in, and who's that part timer coming in that's going to be at the top for a match? That's the part I don't know. Let's say maybe you have a Triple H versus The Rock. Maybe you try to go for that next year in Florida. I'm, it's just too hard for me to say. You can come back to me after everybody else goes. Maybe I have a better answer. But fine. Dr. M. Uh, you know, all this Roman Reigns talk, I actually, if I was booking this, so you all can judge how realistic this is, but I would actually like to see Roman Reigns and Undertaker. Mm. Um, because oh. if, we, if we, or at least as I am, buying into this gradual Roman Reigns heel turn, what better way to solidify heel status than to have him against the Undertaker at WrestleMania, especially if we are getting near the end of the Undertaker's career here, right? And he, he obviously won at Hell in a Cell at Mania, and absurdly, Shane was in control of Raw on Monday, but I won't get into sure, that. Sure. Um, but I would I would vote Roman against the Undertaker, ultimate heel versus face, and I would have Roman win. Um, second match. Wow. I, I like I that. Would, um, I still I like would, the first match. I'm actually interested in seeing because you know Brock is going to be on the card somewhere. Yep. Um, I would I would be interested in seeing Brock against Cesaro. Oh, uh, your card rocks already. I like this. Third match, Doctor Sam rocks. Third match. I'm, I don't know. There's there's so many elements that have to kind of fall into place to predict other matches, but I definitely think Nakamura is going to be on WrestleMania next year. Yeah. Um. Against who I, I don't know. It's too soon to tell at this point. I could I I could get behind him and AJ Styles. Um, I don't know. I would have to leave that as a question mark. But Nakamura against somebody. Okay, I your card's really good. I like that. It's just first out of fairness, but uh, you yeah, go ahead. I I got a match. I just thought about it in my head that could be a main event. Go, go you guys go first. You guys go first. Oh my gosh, two teams. Go ahead. I'll go I'll go last. All right. Uh let's take a different approach. <laughs> you always will. Um I'm definitely going to go with a Bailey versus a Sasha Banks. That's on my list too. I'm going to go with an AJ Styles and a Fit Balor. That was on my list too. Wow, you're jacking my style here, man. All right. Let me uh my second pass for the third one. Yeah, go on now. Let's see if you go three for three here now. You're going to put Roman Reigns in one of your matches, right? Sure am. Okay. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose triple threat. 
We've been clamoring for it for a long time. I um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually not doing that match on my list. I do see Sasha and Bailey. If you read the article on our Facebook page, I wrote um, my personal top ten matches that I saw last weekend live. Yep. Um, I kind of alluded to. I think that's where that's gonna all head with the women's division. Sasha Banks, Bailey, um, AJ versus Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor comes in as a heel with the Balor Club. I don't think you can have like a gang mentality and be a baby face and um you could definitely allude a little bit to the new japan stuff with that just because it's not such a ginormous match i think you get um brock lesnar versus cesaro really intrigues me dr m but what also intrigues me after after friday night brock lesnar versus samoa joe oh yeah i could see that too I don't, but the thing about it is that Joe would look so tiny compared to Brock. So, like, that's why I would probably prefer Cesaro. But I would also like to see Joe and him touch gloves. We'll see if it happens. I don't know if the company has that much stock in Joe because you would have think they would have put him before Apollo Crews on Raw this week, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised about that. But my main event, um, I actually would put Triple H versus Seth Rollins, have Seth Rollins align with the authority again and then start that separation that I think we were all headed towards before his injury. And then Roman Reigns, I could see him against Taker or Cena. There's a lot of rumors that Taker's done after Sunday, but we've heard those rumors before. Um, and as far as Dean Ambrose is going to probably just get left out in the cold again next year because as, as, as much as I liked that match and as much as people didn't, his match with Lesnar, I'm not sure what it really did for Dean. Yeah. So, catch a question. Oh, I I hope we For see sure. that before before two years from now. Here's the thing, Nakamura is so hot mm-hmm. that any match is a dream match. It After really is. Nakamura versus uh, Cesaro. Nakamura versus uh, we got Sami Zayn already. Um, no, no, no. Here's the ultimate Nakamura versus Brock Lesnar. Jesus. Again, Again that, as the that rematch, match was so much when I saw that in Japan. That would be that would tear the freaking house down. One hundred percent get that at a uh, pay per view house show special, guaranteed. Gosh, question. <laughs> How about this? And I, this will this will take the ultimate heel turn. Uh, ultimate heel, or heel. A heel Roman Reigns versus Nakamura. Oh, of course. I mean, like, like if you can get Roman Reigns over as much of a heel, you know, just based on some of the things we discussed, any top babyface is going to be amazing against him because the crowd already hates him and he's not even really a heel yet. Um, Nakamura would be a great, you know, AJ Styles would be great. A babyface Seth Rollins would be great. Cesaro, God, I hope we get that match soon. Um, that's the thing about Roman Reigns is, you know, as much as we hate him, we could hate him even more as a heel. And there's so many great talents for him to work with because they've got so many good workers that, not that Roman Reigns is any slouch, but there's a lot of guys that could really make him look good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys right, so that could take, that could sell for him. I know I named this match, but here's my concern with the John Cena versus Roman Reigns match. I don't like it, yeah. Who's going to boo who? Who's going to cheer who? Uh, Cena definitely goes way over on this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Way over. <laughs> the thing about the, I guess my one thing for WrestleMania next year, you need to have a dynamic to where people at least invest because I don't know how much you guys were watching the floor area at WrestleMania. I was watching people steadily leave during the main event of WrestleMania, and I <laughs> me too. I have man. never me seen something like that. People were legit, just like 
Yeah, people were just jetting, and it's like, this is the main event, and no one gives a crap. That is so funny. Yeah. So funny. So the, I guess my one thing is I, I want people to care about whatever match he's in next year, because they didn't this year. I mean, it didn't help, it didn't help that it was long as crap, too. Yeah, yeah. It even worse. Yeah. Dr. M, go ahead, man. No, I just, Bryce totally took that. Um, I was just going to say, do you think that was a function of the main event? Um, solely or the fact that this was going into hour number what five six well seven, seven if you had been there the whole time I think it was both um, yeah that show was really long I've, I've been steadily re-watching it on the network and I've done three or four sittings and I'm not even halfway yet because if just the main show itself it clocks in at like four hours and 51 minutes or something like that um, but that, that Divas triple threat held up fellas that match is legit I thought it was good, just a little sloppy. That's all. You can see the part where where Becky gets uh, gets her eye busted up. It was on that um that moonsault from Charlotte outside the ring. Yeah, that's where it happened. You can notice it like right after that. Um, yeah. Dial, se- a- yeah, sell us. We haven't heard your your mystery match. I'm sure you just got inspired by all of us here. No, and 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 it probably won't happen. But I would like to see it if we can have since Cody Rhodes. The title has been changed. <laughs> um, no, no Cody Rhodes. Um, uh, a Money in the Bank or a ladder match for the women's title at WrestleMania. Yeah, I would like I to see the women have a Royal Rumble before WrestleMania too at at the Royal Rumble. Have a twenty divas Royal Rumble match. Why not add Money in the Bank? Let's book this earlier. The only yeah, reason why I don't know if it works is because I don't know if physically if women can hold the bump and grindage that men do when you're having a ladder match. And I don't mean to be gender. I'm just mean physically the structure of women's bodies may not be able to take that brutal beating. Sure. Sure, why not? Well, it doesn't need to why be not? like people going through a ladder like they did yeah, on Sunday. It can be... Yeah, they're not going to spot it out. You know? gonna, it, I, the, the blueprint would be Michael's Razor where like they didn't do anything terribly violent, but it was just really good match. And I yeah, think it could be good that shorter ladders and uh, lower it a little bit more. You keep the same, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about nobody flying off the ring and yeah. shorten up distance to stay in, you know? I think yeah. can, can, can you can you imagine someone like Paige with the with the Oh, that's the way to get Paige back over. That's brilliant, D Wayne. I love it. Yeah. Oh jeez, you're so right about that. That would be tremendous. <laughs> if she could put a, like, you know, metal studs on the briefcase and No, that's perfect. <laughs> Could you imagine Eva Marie with it? Oh! <laughs> so, Jesus. As long as it's a red briefcase, I'm tight with that. Oh, my God. That's too good. <laughs> you know you have it. That automatically makes you the women's, uh, the women's or the men's champion. Oh. Automatically, it's the, it's the cash-in ticket. Could you imagine knowing that any moment she's going to have the title? Oh, my God. Right. I can't even... <laughs> That belt, I just want to say again, that belt, that women's championship belt, is beautiful. It's, awesome. it's beautiful. Yeah. I like it better than the men's one now, to be honest with you. Uh, it's red, is it red or pink inside? It's red. It's red. It's white belt with red with gold. And um, and Charlotte's title plates look cool, too. They just put those on. They look nice. They're two different ones. Yeah, I saw it with the eyelash thing. It's fucking shit. Yeah, it's cool. I got to see that. It's selling. It's more. Ex, it's more expensive than yours too, James. Than your WWE title belt, the new one you just got. It's like it's going for like four hundred and twenty-five or something like that. The belt. one. Yeah, the new one is really. And I don't know if it's just marked up because it's new, but it's expensive. Yeah, it's the same price. I, I expect it because it's 
it looks just like the maze though, except for a little bit smaller. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. Um, I think the tag belts need the next revamping. I hate those belts. Well, they should just—they should just put that really cool, like, cutout WWE logo on the front of all their titles, man. Because I think it looks sharp. I didn't like it at first when The Rock debuted it. Gosh, how many years ago was that? Now three years ago. But I, I really like that look now, and I think you could do a maybe just a slightly varied version of that on the title belts for the tags. Be nice. Um, well, we're going pretty long here, guys. Um, can we table some of this for the three count on Sunday? Keep keep the people yeah. wanting more. Yeah, yeah, but it's good stuff, yeah. though. It is good stuff. So, um, again, you know, check out all the stuff we recorded in Dallas, all of our reviews of the shows we went to. There's an article on our Facebook about the top ten matches, in my opinion. Um, I know, too, James, you chimed in that you thought Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly deserved to be on that list. And maybe yeah. if I was able to physically see the whole match, I would agree with you. <laughs> Tuesday, I can, yeah, that, that's a very fair statement. Because they were you know fighting what? all over the place and I couldn't see it all. That, that just only solidifies how those tag team matches that you thought were on the list were that good because that means they were just that much aerial. Well, that I just all over the place. War Machine. Now that I saw them live, they're so underrated, so underrated, so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, check that out. We'll get you back on Sunday. Um, I think we'll probably need to talk the uh, women's title picture a little more. We'll have to talk about the Intercontinental title picture a little more. And then, you know, maybe we can debate a little bit more about some of these call-ups or about what's going on at NXT. Nakamura, as we record this on Wednesday, Nakamura is going to have his first NXT TV match against Elias Sampson. So look forward to that. Those were recorded at Access. Um, I have not read any spoilers. I tend to not for NXT. I don't think you guys did either. Um, and then I'm sure we'll have more to talk about by then. I, I have some Ring of Honor TV to catch up on, too, between now and then. But um, this was fun. Um, I really miss... Being in in a general wrestling you know area with all wrestling fans, you guys especially, this has uh, been tough getting back to real life. So thank God for this podcast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, this is another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Check out past episodes. We'll be back with you for the three count to get your week started on Sunday. Uh, have a great night.